Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's The Fan Early Morning Show. It's The Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis, and it is the Fan Early Morning Show here on Sports Radio 93.7. The Fan, after a rough weekend, was it a rough weekend? Pitt lost to WVU. That hurts. The Pirates had the opportunity to win the series against the New York Yankees and didn't do it. A crucial error by the middle infield on Friday. Hurt them. Saturday was a bit of a back-and-forth game until the Yankees took over and pulled away 6-3. to three. And then yesterday, the Pirates won 3-2 to two to avoid getting swept before they move into a divisional game against the Cubs tomorrow uh, and a three-game series at that. You know, the, the first Pirate game I went to of the season was on Saturday night. Um, I watched the Pirates and Yankees play when the Pirates lost 6-3. to And I will say this, that's for the first game I've been to in person, because I work a lot of games here um, as well when I'm not, um, you know, so I can't really go to games as often, but I like to make it out once a year to PNC Park. I, I've kind of dedicated myself to that. I say if I can make it to one, at least one game a year, not limited to, but if I can make it to at least one game a year, I'll be satisfied. And this was the first time I experienced the uh, the pitch clock rules as well. Like I saw the clocks in the stadium, and it was definitely a more digestible game. Um, and I went to go get uh, food too, and I missed an entire inning, which is which is odd, you know. So uh, I can say full testament now that going to a baseball game, and it was a two and a half hour game on Saturday. So I can now officially attest to the fact, you know, watching it on TV. And, you know, experiencing covering the games, um, it's felt shorter. But then going to the game in the stadium, like the clocks are, are not intrusive. It just paces the pitchers. So uh, I know we've I've beaten this point enough, I think. But just uh, just wanted to mention it again. Now, the rules of, of baseball, I think, uh, have gotten better. And I think that that rule in particular about having a pitch clock and regulating pitchers is a good thing. And after being in a game in person, um, I double down on that point. But I know you guys don't want to talk about the Pirates 
this morning. At least I don't think. If you do, call in 412-928-9370. I'll field your calls on the Pirates. But I know the big storyline of the weekend is Pitt lost to backyard brawl to WVU. And there's uh, many, many questions that fans are asking that I've seen. And this morning I want to focus on the quarterback um, who's been starting these uh, these three games that Pitt's played in so far. That's uh, Phil Dracovic. It's It's really odd because you think that, you know, you bring a guy in and you bring a guy in that uh, that's from Pittsburgh, that's from the WPIAL, right, a local guy who transferred between colleges now in, now in Pitt, you know, an older, more experienced college player. You know, again, playing the quarterback position, arguably the most important position on the field, no less. And you have high expectations of the guy, right? You know, he comes in and he wants to help the hometown college team. And I love that. And I think many fans loved that. And Pitt won its first game of the year. So, cool. It was fun. But then they turn around and they play Cincinnati in the second week of the college football season. And they struggle. They made a comeback, but they struggle. And Phil Dracovic does not like the booze. And he made that clear. And that was a huge story. And that's something that I question. That's something that many of us question why I say that. Okay, but, you know, maybe it was a blip. It was a mistake. He's just motivated. He's passionate. Let's move forward. Then we get to WVU, the game against WVU. And Dracovic continues to not play well, you could say. And... Not only that, but the body language that he has is just not inspiring, at least from what I saw. So he's not playing well by the stats. And you look at him, and he's also just looking demoralized on the field. He's looking like he – maybe not that he doesn't care. It kind of looked like it, but it's also just his his frustration took over. After enough time, his frustration took over and he just looked demoralized. He looked like there was no chance for them to come back and win. And the passes he's throwing, I mean, Bill Hillgrove described it on the radio. He's just like, he looked like he threw it to the other team. He just lobbed it up there and it was, it was 12 yards away from the nearest receiver. And I went back and watched some of the highlights of the game, too, and I watched some of those interceptions on highlight reels, and, yeah, they were not great passes. So he's not passing well. He's throwing interceptions. His numbers aren't great. He looks demoralized. And then after the game, full Dracovic, not available to speak to the media, not available to speak publicly. After his comments from the game against Cincinnati, which is every game on the schedule is important, but the magnitude of the backyard brawl is what it is, and we all know that. And he puts out that performance following the loss to Cincinnati 
and he was not available to speak post game. Now, Noah Hiles reported that. I saw that first from him. Uh, Noah Hiles from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette posted on X that Jerkovic was not available to speak. He then later followed that tweet with another one that said that um, it's not Jerkovic that decides if he is or isn't going to speak. It's the uh, head of communications and Pat Narduzzi that um, can decide whether he does or not. And maybe the head of communications says, hey, this will all blow over. So um, especially if you guys start winning during the season, so maybe it's not worth it to send him out there because there's no way that he can win in this situation. There is there's no way that uh there's no way that Dracovic can say anything that's gonna please anybody in this moment and it might actually harm him himself if he says uh some nonsense again like uh you're pathetic if you boo and you're a grown man. I don't think it's a great look though. And I'll explain why in a little bit, but I see some callers on the line now, so I want to get their thoughts on, I don't know, Pitt Pirates Steelers playing tonight. So let's start with this caller. Good morning. What's your name? Uh, Bob from North South. Good morning to you. Oh, good morning. What's on your mind? I'll just cut right to the chase. I've been an assistant coach at the high school level and the college level for a long time. Mm -hmm. And with the... um, Name, image, likeness now going on in the NCAA sports. Phil Dracovic is a perfect example of someone failing. When you bring somebody in that, is, that turns you down twice, and now he's coming in the third time, it's a hard sell in the locker room to keep this guy together after these last two performances. And I think Pitts right now is very fragile in that locker room on how they're going to support Phil Dracovic. And this is going to be a very tough week for him because if they lose this week, they're in deep trouble the rest of the season. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, they'd be one of three. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it, Bob. Yeah, all points taken there. Um, I still think name, image, likeness for college athletes is a good thing because there are some there are some horror stories about like players being penalized for taking simple like little things. Um, but in Phil Dracovic's case, I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't look, doesn't look great what's been going on. And I mean, yeah, he doesn't, I agree with those points. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation, um, with how Dracovic is handling his feelings and, um, the direction Pitt's going in. Um, I'll get to some of Narduzzi's comments later as well. Um, and because he was, uh, Narduzzi was asked after the game what he was going to do at quarterback or if there was any consideration of making a change in game or if there's consideration to making a change moving forward. Cause they are one and two right now. Like your season hangs in the balance at this point. Two losses is the most you can afford. If you're interested in getting to one of those top tier bowl games, um, you know, and if you start one and three, that doesn't really leave wiggle room for even making it that far. Um, Cause then you got to win out and that's, that's difficult. So, um, it's it's a poor situation right now. It's a very controversial situation. What's going on with uh, Jerkovic and um, you know how everything is being is is being handled. 
Um, not that they shouldn't trust him either. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that, but it just it doesn't look like, based on what I've observed, uh, you know, watching and hearing him speak, that he's handling his frustration in in a way that's best for the team. Roland from Castle Shannon on the line. Good morning, Roland. Hey, that great show. I just woke up, so I'm a little <laughs> groggy, but just woke up. Okay, what's on your mind, Roland? Okay. The word jerk. There was a movie by Steve Martin called The Jerk where he made glasses and made you look cross-eyed. That's what Phil Jerkovic, not Jerkovic. I'm going to do the Crowley pronunciation. Phil Jerkovic had me looking cross-eyed, wondering how this kid can't throw a football, how he can't have an interview, how he criticizes people for booing him. Booing him. He don't want to see me, I can tell you this. As a diehard pit and a diehard Steelers Phil does Jerkovic. The other jerk stuff, remember George Costanza? Can't stand it, can't stand it. Well, Roland, I had to let you go there. Uh, a little too far um, with some of the language. But, uh, yeah, thank you for the call. Um, yeah, I think uh, I understand the frustration. I do. And I think that you can call and you can vent about it because, you know, it, it, there are some reasonable points made in there as well. Now, I don't know who made the decision for him to not speak. I will say that. Like, I can't confirm. I can't confirm who made that decision specifically. Him and Narduzzi could have talked about it, and he could have said no, and then Narduzzi said, nope, he's not going to speak. Um, maybe he wanted to speak, and the head of communications said, nah, this isn't a this isn't a great look for, you know, our public relations, um, so you're not going to speak. Uh, all, all of those... Are reasonable possibilities, so I can't, I cannot definitively, you know, sit here and talk to you and say that, um, that he did, he didn't want to speak because that wouldn't be factually accurate. There are, there are many scenarios in which he didn't speak, and it wasn't because he didn't want to. So, I, I, I get the frustration though. Rolling, and I get the frustration from many of you out there, and I'm frustrated as well because it's just the way that this is all looking. Just again, his emotions not great. The way he's handling his emotions, going into that press conference after the Cincinnati game and saying, um, "You know, fans are pathetic if you're groaning and you're booing." Like that's not that's just something you don't say because you, the fans are around you to support you, and when you perform poorly. Um, they're going to give you the feedback that says, hey, we don't accept this, so do better. Maybe you think that boos are are threatening and evil, and that's fine. But also, um, if you look at it from that perspective, though, okay, fans boo to give feedback to say, hey, we don't accept this, we expect more, and the player can perform better. Or if not, the player kind of you know withers away. I hope Dracovic doesn't wither away. But... Um, but just the way he's looked so far after losing and facing adversity, it doesn't look like he's handling it the best way. Let's take a few more callers uh, before the break here. Uh, we got one here. Uh, what's your name? My name's Alex. How are you, Nick? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm on my way actually down to WVU today for a day of work. Not too fun. A guy from Pittsburgh. Going to have to listen to all that today. Oh, yeah. Well, Crowley's going to be insufferable, I'm sure. So, But uh, my, question, right my question is the Steelers. After watching a team in the L.A. Rams that I didn't think was that good give San Francisco a game, I'm 
you know, I was worried already last week that the Browns were going to come in here and blow us out or just dominate us. Uh, we didn't look good last week. And, you know, if this game goes sideways, you know, we were on a big hype train all year and Kenny and Pickens, and I love Pickens and everything, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm really nervous for tonight and just curious, you know, what your thoughts are heading into tonight. All right. Well, thank you for the call, uh, Alex. I appreciate it. Um, my thoughts? I, I mean, I think it's an important game. There's nothing that uh, anybody else has said that I don't agree with. Um, I think the Steelers have kind of the odds on their side where, you know, they haven't lost a Monday Night Football game in a while. They're playing the Browns. Sorry, let me emphasize. They haven't lost a a Monday Night Football game since 1991. At home, I mean, at home, I should say. They haven't lost a home Monday Night Football game since 1991. So the streak, that streak that may hold meaning to you or may not, that streak is still alive. So they've got that going for them. They're playing the Cleveland Browns at home on Monday Night Football. Um, I think that just history might have written this one already, although that might be incentive for the Browns to go out there and actually play well and end that streak and prove that they're legit. Either way, though, I think that the Steelers are under um, pressure to the point where if they lose this game, they start 0-2, uh, and especially if the offense looks poor, then um, then yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be good for the for the Steelers uh, a good look for them at all. Um, I think that uh, if the offense improves though, and they don't panic, they need to play like they're not under pressure though. I guess. Uh, maybe is one sense like don't play scared like don't be afraid to take risks because if they play timid too they usually don't play well so um so there's that um so I think that if they if they play to take some risks and they play to win and uh, the offense uh, in particular as well they play to win and uh, and they don't play to not lose if that makes sense then then they'll be fine for sure my name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. I got some other callers on the line, but I have to take a break. So if you want to stay on the line and you want to talk about uh, the pit game uh, from Saturday, the Steeler game coming up tonight, you're welcome to do that at 412-928-9370. You can also hit me up on X at Callis underscore 33. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. And if you want to yeah, if you want to call and you want to talk about any of it, you're welcome to here on 93.7 The Fan. This is The Fan Early Morning Show. I'll be right back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. No, it's not. It's September, so it's truck month. We've reached the end of summer. Uh, come check out half-ton and three-quarter ton Silverados. You can also shop online at sunchevy.com. Today, high of 73, low of 52. Going to be mostly clear throughout the day, and then tomorrow, high of 73, low 52 again with partly cloudy skies expected. That's fan weather. Brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show, talking pit football, talking Steelers, 
Uh, if you want to throw the Pirates in there as well, you're welcome to. We're talking all things sports. i got about eight minutes left to take your calls and uh, or respond to your ex-posts. Uh, but right now, let's take a call. Uh, good morning. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, good morning, Nicholas. This is Paul. Hi, Paul. What's on your mind? Well, uh, going back to the booing is pathetic line, when um, you, when you guys started talking about it, I hadn't heard it ahead of time. Uh. So I did a quick Internet search, and I found that when he left, when Djokovic left Notre Dame, um, he made statements about Brian Kelly lied to him. And when he left B.C., he made other statements. I don't remember what those ones were. And to put it as nicely as I possibly can, because I don't know the kid, um, it sounds a little bit like an excuse maker type head case type person that, you know, maybe these coaches see the size and the skill the kid has, but he could be kind of like a Ryan Leaf where his head just isn't there. I don't know. It's just, just a comment. Let people think about it. Sure, Paul. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Now, Brian Kelly is his own animal, though. Um, and I believe Brian Kelly's the one, what, that went down south to one of those uh, schools in the south and started talking with a southern accent, right? That's where he is now. And he's like, well, I'm here with my family and all those comments, right? So uh, if if Djokovic said that Brian Kelly lied to him, I wouldn't put it past Brian Kelly necessarily just by the way, you know, he has projected his character over time. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be so quick to, to you know, blame Djokovic for making a comment like that if he made such an allegation. Um, I mean, it's not founded by any evidence, but like Brian Kelly's uh, out there a little bit. So, you know, if Dracovic says that, I'm not going to just dismiss that right away. Um, you know, but I hear you. I mean, just some of the way he's publicly handled himself again. It's just, uh, it has been odd, not, not great. It's just not a great look. I mean, again, it doesn't mean he's a bad player. It doesn't mean he's a bad person. And I don't want to, you know, sit up here either. So I'm glad that Paul said that. You know, I don't think Dracovic's a bad person. And again, the hype that, you know, he's he's from a WPIL school and he's come to Pitt, you know, in his later college career and he wants to play quarterback and, you know, hopefully help this team win and then help his own stock if he wants to move on playing football in the future, uh, perhaps in the NFL or professionally, right? Like, we, we should want him to do well. And we definitely do. I don't, at least. I don't want him to fail. But just the way he's conducted himself and the perception, um, you know, based on those comments after Cincinnati and just some of his body language that you notice after, uh, you know, or during a, a loss in a game that, that means a lot to Pitt fans. It's just, it's it's less than inspiring. We'll take another call, 412-928-9370. Good morning. What's your name? Hey, this is Ted. Ted. And real, real quick about COVID, I feel sorry for the kid. He's emotionally fragile. And I'll be honest, I wouldn't start him. I, I wouldn't. I, I let him sit this game out. Um, I mean, you can't go in there and not take ownership of your play and be a turnover machine. You just can't. Hmm. And if he can't face the music, um, he cannot be the leader of Pitt. You got to start somebody else. One game won't hurt him. Uh, you sit him down because the pressure is – it's so great on Pitt in this program that if he fails, it's over. So I wouldn't take the chance. Bench him for this game. Start somebody else. Ted, I appreciate your call and your insight. Thank you. See, I'm at a crossroads about that, necessarily benching him. If you think he's emotionally fragile, all right. I mean, you know, there's some evidence that may lead you that way. I get that. 
again, I can't necessarily, you know, sit here and say with confidence that Dracovic did not want to speak because that's not factually accurate, especially understanding who gets to decide. I mean, the director of communications for Pitt could have said, hey, listen, I mean, tough loss and there's no way to win here. Like, he could have gone out there and tried to talk and it would have just made him look worse. Maybe you respected him more for at least, you know, trying to speak to people, but maybe, you know, he wasn't in the right place. Maybe uh, the director of communications and Narduzzi thought, hey, uh, we don't want him to speak because this isn't, you know, a great look and, and there's no way to win here. There's no way to win with a press conference. The team could turn it around, theoretically, too, in the future. And if Pitt loses next week and Dracovic still doesn't speak, then there's a problem because at that point you're at three losses four games into the season and the season's going downhill. I want to hear from the guy who played quarterback. But, you know, this game, with its magnitude, um, really there's there was little way that uh, Dracovic could have won speaking to the media. And maybe that's what the director of communications uh, or Narduzzi thought, and they all got together and said, "Hey, this isn't uh, this isn't the right time. This isn't the right atmosphere. We need to just move on from this game because there's no way to win." Now, personally, I would have had a little more respect for him had he gone out there and just kind of taken ownership for his play and explained his body language, and um, you know, and and he, if he would have expressed his own intentions on moving forward and playing better which yeah i mean that that would have been great but maybe they didn't want to take that risk as you know just internally as the team because it wouldn't it, it wasn't guaranteed that would have made anything better and, and maybe he wasn't in the right headspace now if you think that he's not fit to lead because of that i mean to your opinion is your own i'm not going to go that far and i also understand cuz narduzzi talked about too that he he's not just going to pull the plug on Dracovic um, right away. And I understand that as well, and I don't think that they should. I think that they should, you know, have some faith in him and continue to put him in there and, you know, see if he can bounce back. Now, if you have a three-loss season after four games, I would, you know, consider making the decision then. But I understand his perspective as well, which is, which is okay, you know, we gotta we got to trust our guys because if we don't put faith – in anybody and we don't trust you know anybody extensively and we just keep plugging and playing that doesn't inspire confidence in the players at that point and it just it can create more chaos than help i think Dracovic has the op- uh, ability to play better and to and to, to lead this pit team to wins but just right now the way his uh his mindset seems uh might be holding him back and I just don't know where some of those passes landed either. They were just, you know, incredibly far away from receivers. Those interceptions he's thrown were not close. And that's something that that obviously uh, should be worked on. But it's, you know, it's just how do you fix something that egregious? Like why is that happening? And I think that that's why we wanted him to speak too, because we wanted answers to that. We wanted his perspective on, you know, you know, why were those passes so awry? Um, was it your responsibility or was it the the offensive lines. I mean, there, I mean, there's just so many questions, and we didn't get answers. And I understand that as fans, we want answers. But um, whether it was Dracovic or Narduzzi or the director of communications, either way, um, one at least one of those three made the decision and said, "Hey, eh, this isn't a good idea." And we just we all have to live with that right now. But next week is going to be the make or break for Pitt, I'm sure.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.